Alright, hello and welcome to Cardboard Intellect. Uh, my name is Josh Perkins. I'm here with my buddy, Stefan Dumont. How's it going, everyone? Uh, this is our first episode ever, so uh, we're going to touch briefly on uh, our goals, our background, um, kind of what we want to do with this podcast. Uh, so personally, uh, our goals are to discuss the competitive magic scene, uh, both in standard and in limited, um, as well as uh, what we're experiencing at uh, the tournaments that we go to. And we're going to provide our impressions on the metagame and various cards that we see um, and as for our background, uh, I've been playing Magic on and off for about 10 years. Uh, just got into um, playing more competitively in the last couple months, uh, so we decided to start this up and try to give other players uh, at our skill level or above our skill level, below our skill level, um, information on kind of what we're experiencing. Uh, so, Stefan, uh, what's, your, what's your background? Yeah, so um, my background is similar to Josh's. Um, we've been playing Magic for about 10 years. Um, we only got really competitive about, probably about what, like, I don't know. Our first, our first real actual competitive, uh, game of Magic was our first pre-release, which was M13. M13. Um, yeah, M13. So we started with a core set, um, got back into it, and then we've kind of been off and on ever since. Um, my first dip into standard was, uh, during Ravnica block, I believe. Yeah. So I was playing black, white, mid-range. Um, during that set, so, um, we're just, we're getting back into it, and, uh, we're diving in deep, and, uh, we've been hitting some local tournaments and stuff, and we want to share those experiences with you, so, uh, that's what we're doing here. Spending a lot of time at Ice Imports. Absolutely, that's, that's our store of choice, it's a great store, so. We're gonna talk about any of the, uh, events that have been going on recently, um, so we're gonna talk, uh, First, about uh, any rule changes that have uh, taken place. As Stefan, we know of uh, one rule that's taken place, beneficial rule. Yeah, so uh, currently, um, at Ariel uh, constructed tournaments, it used to be that if you uh, mistakenly draw an extra card, and, it, and the definition of drawing an extra card essentially is uh, picking up a card and touching the other cards that are in your hand with it. So that that's technically drawing a card. Um, according to the rules and uh, it used to be that if you drew an extra card you would automatically get a game loss um, but now um, it's not so harsh uh, instead you get a warning and your opponent essentially gets to thought seize you um, they get to pick a card from your hand uh, whatever card it is even if they know the card that you drew yep, it's their choice off a courser yep. it's their choice um, they get to pick the card and sh- you shuffle it into your library so yep. there's still uh, a <laughs> huge downside to drawing extra cards but it's still you still have a fighting chance for not just taking you out back and shooting you (laughs) yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. there's still a chance to come back absolutely so uh that's probably the biggest rule change uh one of the other things that they've mentioned that they're going to be testing in the pro tour in the upcoming weeks is uh the scry rule which is uh you know there to help variance slightly um so when you uh go to uh mulligan to anything below your uh starting hand size which would be seven in most cases um if you're mulling, you d- once you decide whether or not you want to keep your hand after the mulligan, you can go ahead and then scry, um, which is there to kind of help you with um, you know, variance yeah. and just very excited about that one. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting because a lot of games can just be kind of thrown away with uh, mulligan, and it's not something you can always help. So yeah, uh, yeah. you know what they say: if uh, if you're not scrying, you're crying. You're cr- yeah, exactly. <laughs> scrying has been a huge mechanic lately. So that's another thing here. We're gonna tell a lot of bad jokes on this show. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're awful. They're, they're really terrible. Nah, we're All funny right. guests. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, so uh, 
those are the the rules changes that have taken place. Uh, there are no bannings uh, this week, as far as I know. Yeah, uh, no no bannings no in um, any of the formats. So okay. Uh, yep, still just a treasure cruise uh, in modern as of late. And what else? I think dig through time too. Maybe? <laughs> in modern, I don't know. No, All right, no, uh, don't hold no. us to that. But yeah. I think those are the bannings. But. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, so we're going to talk right now uh, a little bit about the Chicago Open that's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, we've been following it all day. Um, Absolutely. Pretty Super exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, lots uh, of, lots of this different... Is, this is the first major tournament uh, since uh, Origins released uh, this this past Friday. Um, pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about some of what we're seeing? Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the last I had seen, uh, <laughs> Blue White Heroic was doing some work. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> looks like. So, so we're we we were just watching it, and it looks like Blue White Heroic is about to take it down. And yeah. w- which is really interesting because it's. I don't think it, it uses maybe one Origins card. I think that Stratus yeah, Walk. It's mainly Theros, yeah. Yeah, literally Stratus Walk. I think is one of the only Ar- Origins card that it's using. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, it's pretty much a Theros deck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Other than that, it's yeah. one of those decks you see at F and M once it in a while. It is oblivious but... to the yeah. uh, to the newer sets that have yeah. come out since. Uh, uh, we're also seeing a good amount of green red devotion. Uh, yeah. We saw Ross Merriam himself playing sure. green red devotion. Um, yeah, Ross Merriam, a boy. Uh, just kidding. He doesn't actually know any of us personally, <laughs> but uh, he's a great Magic player, and he's actually sponsored by our LGS. So uh, yeah. we definitely like to see locals doing well in large tournaments like this. Absolutely. Um, so he's. He lost in the top four, I believe, yep. to uh, another green red devotion deck. Um, you know, green to red devotion mirror matches are, are kind of funny the way they work. Uh, it seems like uh, if you're on the play and you, you know, if if you mulligan, you're at a huge disadvantage, and if you're not on the play, you're also at a huge disadvantage. Is what I'm trying yeah. to say. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What else have we seen? We've seen five color rally a little bit. Um, yeah, that was very, an interesting deck. Very interesting deck, and uh, Turbo Fog was doing some work. Yeah, Turbo table. Fog. This is a deck yeah. we saw actually beat Ross Marion's Green Red Devotion yeah, deck. Yeah, that was uh, one of his only uh, losses one of his, earlier oh, yeah. in the day. He one of his had two, a really strong record. Well, I guess now three losses after yeah. the tournament's over. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a really funky deck. Uh, basically, what its whole strategy is is to play Sphinx's Tutelage to kind of work to mill you yeah. out. And uh, to stay alive during that process, they're using... Um, uh, variations of a fog, fog effect, effect. Yeah. i'm yeah. not sure exactly what that card is but we can look that up i yeah. think it's an origins card um Absolutely. and sphinx's tutelage which is basically a card that uh i think it's two and a blue um yep. basically every time you draw a card your opponent puts the top two cards of the library into the graveyard if those sh- uh, are non-land cards that share a color they repeat the process right so like if you mill over a siege rhino and a deathmiss raptor you keep going because uh, they do share a color. So, but if you mill over like a land in a siege rhino, then you're then you stop there. Um, but that activates for every draw. So if you do a dig, you're drawing seven cards that activates seven separate times, and they're milling at least fourteen cards, which yep. is pretty intense. Especially when they can get two of them online, you're gonna be milling a lot of cards. Yep. And it also has an activated ability or mana ability uh, for five and a blue. You can draw a card then discard a card. So yeah, I mean, not really the most. Uh, not really the reason you're playing the card, but uh, just to add it a uh, thing to keep in mind. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good mana sync like game if uh, if you need to mill your opponent out a little bit more. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, so far exciting stuff. A lot of I'm I'm seeing a lot of uh, people embracing uh, the new Origins cards in a lot of interesting ways. So uh, yeah, um, a lot of ways I didn't actually expect to see. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see how the meta game kind of shapes. Um, another one of the decks we saw is this blue white control deck that's taking advantage of Thopter Spy Network, which is uh, 
you know, definitely an interesting card. It's very similar to uh, kind of like a Bitter Blossom effect. A little slower, of, of course, but um, it's a very interesting card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about some of the individual cards? Maybe some of the cards that people have been talking about? Languish, uh, Nyssa, yeah. some of the effects they're having on the... Uh... So some of the most important cards that we've been seeing so far in the Open, um, especially today, are would be, I think, Languish... Is mm-hmm. in a lot of the Obzon control decks. Yep. Uh, it seems to be best fitted in that type of deck, and Absolutely. also blue, uh, blue, black control. Yeah. Um, it hits so many things in the format. It's it's a great card. It, it hits yep. Ojatai's. It hits your, um, you know, basically everything in Obzon aggro that's you yeah. know a threat. It doesn't hit Siege Rhino, but or Tassiger cards like that. But um, you know, no. it's still a great board sweeper. But for people running dragons, Mardu dragons, green red dragons, True, it's hitting yeah. Stormbreath dragons, yeah, it's hitting it, Thunderbreak region, so it's it's a problem. Yeah, and, and th- one of the hardest things around times. Thunderbreak region is its uh, deal three damage effect. Yeah, exactly. If they have multiples yeah. on the yeah. battlefield; it becomes really hard to deal with Thunderbreak. So, uh, definitely a crushing blow a to nice, the deck. Really like nice that. sweeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, another card would be Nissa. Nissa shot up to what thirty three dollars. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, dude. Thirty three dollars for for Nissa. I mean, if you ask me, Nissa's Nissa's a great card. Um, I don't know that you buy into it at this point if you're looking to invest in that card. I was. It's yeah. It's it, it honestly, it's it's been doing pretty good for Obzon. I've seen a lot of Obzon control decks. Yep, yep. Um, even Great Red Devotion Red Devotion playing it. Is running it yep. Um. A lot of times, Nissa just flips and you get a 4-4, and then you have some mana left over to yeah. you know go ahead and uh, do something yeah. else for your turn. So yeah. it's not bad to get a 4-4 for what Nissa's... Is it it's a 2 and a green? Yeah, it's 2 and a green. Yep. 2 and a green, yeah. So you depend 2 and a green, two green, green yep. to, f- to flip Nissa on like, whatever, turn 6, turn 7. Yeah. You know, most times it's going to flip right away, and yeah. uh, you're going to get a 4-4. Four four. Yeah, not a bad card, yeah. not a bad card And at then all. you essentially draw a card next turn, because yeah. you can't put down another 4-4 uh, four four because it's a legendary creature. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, nevertheless, uh, that card seems to be doing some pretty solid work for people. Uh, yeah, uh, and yeah. I think Nissa will be uh, a staple once post rotation. Yeah. So um, while thirty three dollars is steep, um, if you have Nissa, I wouldn't sell on it. I would definitely hold it. But we'll talk about that um, when we get to our other segments. Yeah, um, absolutely. So another card would be Thopter Spy Network. Okay. Um, yeah. two blue blue basically. Um. So, you have to have an artifact in play to get this thing online, but I believe it gives you a 1-1 at the beginning of your upkeep, as long as you have an artifact on the battlefield, and when you deal damage with an artifact creature, I think. We're going to look at this for you. Um, But I think it's with an artifact creature, you draw a card. Yeah, it's two and a blue. Yep. Enchantment. Two and a blue-blue. Yep, two and a blue-blue, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Two and a blue-blue. Yeah, so four mana for an enchantment. Uh, At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control an artifact, put a 1-1 colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Whenever one or more artifact creatures you control deal uh, deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like a Biden of Thassa mixed with a Bitter Blossom. That's pretty freaking good. <laughs> yeah, it's solid. About very, it. very solid. Um, and let's see. There is another card I wanted to discuss that we have been seeing. Give me a second here. Um, this is from Origins. Let's see. I think it's... Yeah, so this card saw a huge spike in price uh, just today alone. Um Hanger Backwalker. Hanger Backwalker, yes. So this this card's up. Let's see. This card's up almost $5. Yep. 
since release. So, Hangerback Walker. Want me to? Yeah, go ahead. Hangerback Walker is um, XX for its mana cost. Yep. Uh, it's an artifact creature. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, uh, well, it enters the battlefield with X 1 1 counters on it. Uh, when Hangerback Walker dies, put a 1 1 colorless Thopter artifact creature. Artifact creature. <laughs> I'm having an token. art attack. <laughs> <laughs> artifact creature token with flying onto the battlefield for each plus one plus one counter on Hangerback Walker. Uh, and then additionally, you can pay one colorless and tap it to put a 1 1 counter on Hangerback Walker. Uh, a lot yeah. of value there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great value. I mean, historically, cards like this have been really fantastic. Um, any card that gives you value. Um, a couple times over is is just yeah, so good. Absolutely. Um, and the way the thopters work with each other and stuff like that, it's just, it's really good. I mean, essentially, this is a this is a creature. Uh, you can go tall with this creature, and then when it dies, you go wide. I mean, yeah. And so that's it's pretty solid. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a card that's hard to deal with. We saw it in this blue white control deck that, um, somebody was playing this blue white control deck that blue white control was uh, Jeff. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. I should know this. Um, Jeff. Jeff. We'll call him Jeff. Yeah, he's playing this blue-white control deck that was using Thopter Networks and Hangerback Walkers, I believe. And <clears throat> super powerful combo. Uh, just going super wide on the board, and uh, it, it does great. I mean, yeah, it's vulnerable to things like Drown and Sorrow and uh, Languish for the Obzon matchups, because most Obzon's playing mostly those cards. But, uh... Um, yeah, I mean, it's super great. Um, Jeff Hoogland. Jeff Hoogland, yeah. That's his playing. Yeah, yeah. blue-white blue control. Blue-white control. So that's some of the decks we've seen performing really well. Um, I believe if... Can you bring up the breakdown for the day two of the SCG Open? Yes. Yep. All right. I believe... Let, when I first checked this morning, um, it looks like Abzan Control was still one of the more popular ones, but that's no surprise. A lot of people are playing Abzan. But the most interesting part, thing was that... There were, I think, over 20 archetypes represented in Day 2, which is super interesting. Um, All right, I have the Day uh, the day 2 metagame breakdown here. Yeah. We're looking at Obzon Control with Number 16. One. Yep. Yep, 16. Uh, Green Red Devotion with 10. No yeah, surprise there, based on what yeah. I saw here. Yeah, absolutely. It's still a super powerful deck. Yep. There's nothing in Origins that's changed any of the text on those amazing cards. Yeah. Uh, yep, we have... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Obzon Megamorph with nine and Mardu Dragons with five. I mean, and then we just there's so many different, <laughs> so many different uh, decks here. I mean, we have Blue White Control, uh, we have Green uh, Green and Black Constellation, uh, Jeskai Tokens, Five Color Rally. <laughs> Jeskai Tokens Red, was a very interesting one to me. Blue White Heroic, um, which we know was doing quite well. I mean, Grixis Dragons. I mean, the list goes on. There's there's a lot of, a lot of. Uh, variation in this tournament so that's very interesting yeah i think it was super interesting to see a jeskai tokens deck um close you know doing pretty well i believe it got in yeah. the top eight uh today so like jeskai tokens is a deck that did really poorly in this past pro tour and just what well, hasn't been performing well very lately and um I saw it beat Green Red Dragons against Brad Nelson today. It was pretty crazy. Um, this yeah. kid could beat Brad Nelson. I can Brad give Nelson. you our top eight right now, actually. Uh, yeah, we can discuss like. the top eight if you want. Yeah, our top eight, we have um, Abzan Control. Yep. Red Green Devotion. Yep. Uh, Jeskai Tokens. Yes, that's the kid I was talking about. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, Blue White Heroic. Uh, uh, Blue White Control. Yep. 
Green Did, Red Devotion again with Ross Merriam. Um, yeah, our boy Ross. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, Mardu Dragons in another Green Red Devotion. So a lot of Green Red Devotion in the top yeah. eight. Um, Looks like that's still a, a standard staple um, yeah. along with Obzon. Absolutely. Um, you know, Green Red Devotion is just so powerful, being able to generate so much mana. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that deck is absolutely going to fall apart post-rotation because <laughs> Nykthos is a huge part of that deck, yeah, and so is. are all those mana dorks, which yep. are... We're getting left with Honored Hierarch, and it's not the greatest mana dork, so yeah. very going to be very interesting. Right. Um, okay. Do you want to move to uh, some card prices? Go over some card prices? Yeah. yeah. All right, so okay. one of the segments we're going to do is uh, a little MTG Finance. Uh, we love speculating on cards. Uh, we are not pros by any means, so our strategy... Uh, <laughs> You know, our strategy talk might, might might not be the greatest, but we definitely are just as able to speculate on cards as anybody else. Now, I do want to put a little disclaimer in. Um, we're speculating just like everyone else, so so don't. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we're speculating just like everyone else. So you know, don't go ahead and like take these as certain. But uh, yeah. We're we're gonna go out, uh, over some cards. Um, let's see. Let's. You want to start with? <clears throat> you want to start with some origins cards? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, in the beginning, let's admit it. We weren't sure how the Planeswalkers gonna were gonna fare out. What What were your impressions of Nissa, Josh? Let's Let's go over this. As a As a card. Um, as a card, yeah. You know, you, well, was, let's put it this way. Did you pre-order Nissa? For twenty dollars, did I reorder Nissa? Uh, that's confidential. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I, I did pre-order Nissa. Okay. Yeah. Do you uh, have Nissa right now? I do not have Nissa. You don't have Nissa. Why don't you have Nissa? <laughs> because I canceled that pre-order. You're a fuck. No. You cancel your. <laughs> no. Dude, oh my god, I spent so much money on cards. Uh... Yeah. So so <laughs> none of us were really high on any of the planeswalkers. Let's be honest, but. Uh, it was pretty clear that Nissa is probably going to be one of the better ones. Um, yeah, I see the potential of Nissa now. Uh, uh, definitely, yeah. I was lukewarm on on her before, um, but I I would say that she seems. Um, and last time you solid. looked, I think she's going for thirty three. Is that correct? She's going for thirty three. Yeah, pre-ordered at twenty three doll hairs, motherfuckers. I, that is that's insane. That's a yeah. thirteen dollar increase yeah. since release. Yeah. That's incredible. All these Planeswalkers were $20. Yeah, they're starting uh, price $20. So if you pre-ordered from Star City or something like that, yep. or our lovely guys at Ice Imports, you would have been paying about $20 for the pre-order. Yep. Um, now Nissa's up to 33 and I'm playing Obzon, and i got to deal with that shit. But Because <laughs> uh, I did not pre-order Nissa. I didn't, the only card I pre-ordered was Languish, but I did well on that, I feel like. Languish is another card that we speculated on, and we were both right on this one. Yep. Um, we bought in at what seven bucks? Yeah, and I did keep that actually. I have switched over. Uh, I was playing Green Red Dragons, and I have recently switched to uh, Blue Black Control, and um, as well as uh, I'm, I'm playing around with Esper Dragons. Yeah. So another uh, reason for canceling this. However, I had kind of wished that I kept it because <laughs> right for value. <laughs> I could have profited value, on yeah. that a little bit, but uh, not necessarily using Nissa, but for value, yeah. certainly yeah. a value play. Yeah. Um, so languish up to twelve dollars. Uh, pretty good bet for us, yeah, I think, yeah. and possibly more. Uh, yeah, it's really going to depend on how much, uh, co- how many copies of Languish there are. But I think going forward, post rotation, Languish is going to be the card to have. Yeah. So if you have Languish, hold. Do not sell Languish. 
uh, it will keep going up, I feel like. I think once we see more uh, high-level players in these competitive tournaments uh, really uh, doing well, performing well in their deck lists have Languish in, and I think the price will continue to go up at least a little bit more. If you're playing um, any type of control mid-range strategy, Languish is a must. Uh, no, no question. It doesn't hit everything, but it hits most things. Mm-hmm. And it's a significantly faster than your other board sweepers, like Crux of Fate or uh, End Hostilities. Yeah. Um, I believe there's some others. But, you know, the point is, it's one of the fastest sweepers. Yeah. It gets work done. Yeah, um, absolutely. What else? We already talked about Thopter Spy Network. We saw one of the biggest spice, uh, spikes. Um, that was a pretty cheap card going in think it was going for just over like a dollar or something like that now it's that at, right yeah now it's about five dollars okay uh card that took a hit surprisingly goblin pile driver yeah uh this is a card that i expected to see a lot more of uh in the goblin decks we didn't see any today in the open i mean i'm sure I, I there did. were some in the field yeah but, but none, nothing not that many in coverage covered, and yeah. nothing that was doing great so that's to me, is great to see him. <laughs> I hate Monterey. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly hate Monterey. But no no, no uh, disrespect to anybody that loves playing Monterey. Uh, it is not fun to deal with. <laughs> exactly. It's more of my frustrations yeah. than anything. I love playing a mid-range strategy and, you know, dealing with red decks that go under you or go wide are kind of difficult sometimes. But, uh, yeah. Uh, surprising to see that. I, I think just... Goblin Pile Driver is just so vulnerable to removal. Um, you know, Drown and Sorrow is going to hit it every time. Yeah. It's going to wipe their board. Uh, yeah. And unless you can get under there really fast. Um, I'm curious to see what Goblins does going forward. But uh, the interesting thing about Goblin Pile Driver is that there could be a modern thing there. Uh, yeah. Moder- modern uh, Goblins with uh, Rabble Master and stuff. So that's another card to speculate on. Uh, Rabble Master is about $10 right now. Yeah, roughly. something like yeah, that. Roughly. So that's another card that you t- to look at. Uh, I think you just hold if you have it. Not a card that's a must buy because it is rotating out of standard, but it's certainly a card that is playable in modern. So I don't think it's going to drop much. I just think it's going to hang around ten dollars. Um, what else could we talk about? Um, let's go over some. All right. So well, what, actually, let's just break. So we already talked about Nissa and Origins for the Planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one being Liliana. Yep. Uh, Yes, Liliana went up as well. Uh, Liliana went up. Not much play though. No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, seen many decklists. Uh. <clears throat> I'm not really sure why the spike. <laughs> Maybe just speculation. Um, up to twenty five, I believe. Yeah. I have twenty five here, but yeah. I think that's the official price. Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't know really sh- where she fits in. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You know, so and then we have Jace. Jace, I, th- I think, is the most poised to jump. Yeah. I mean, we already have a huge... Oh, wow. $7 spike in Jace. Yeah. So so <laughs> there was a time... So Jace was $20 at, w- initially, like every other card, and then it dropped drastically to like $14. Yeah. And then we saw a huge spike again. A lot of cards... A lot of decks playing Jace today. Um, We saw the five-color rally playing Jace. Yep. We saw yep. that turbo deck, the, the fog... Turbo Fog. He was running Jace. Believe he was running Jace. I think you're right. Uh, um, I mean, it, it combos off with that. Uh, yeah. Sphinx's tutelage. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, you drawing card, uh, another card, and well, I mean, you get it, you get you essentially get the loot with Jace. Yeah, um, absolutely. But once he, he once he flips, I mean, you you have essentially you have a Snapcaster Mage. 
which is yeah. a lot very yep. beneficial to a lot of decks. Yep, he comes in with five counters on him, uh, so you can instantly use that minus three. I mean, that's notable. Um, yeah, and yeah. his plus one... Plus one, uh, give a target creature minus two, uh, minus all. I mean... Is it minus two, minus all? Minus two, minus all. Oh, okay, that's not ter... Oh, okay, target creature. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's not It's not the greatest Jace ever printed. Obviously, the greatest Jace ever printed was uh, Jason Mind Sculptor. Yeah. Incredible card that's not even legal and modern or anything like that so but (laughs) it's still a great jace i feel like this jace is poised to do very well post rotation yeah if you have jace hold it i also think right now is a good time to buy yeah it shot up seven dollars but let's be real why was it ever fourteen dollars in the first place uh you should if you bought it right right when that price went down then you got a great deal or if you were like me and you were lucky enough to pull two planeswalkers on the uh, midnight pre-release uh, yeah exactly <laughs> and, we, and we can get into that in our uh, main topic segment yeah. but uh i mean it's crazy um so two cards two more cards for origins i'm gonna go over oh we we also had kithion see a drop in price mm-hmm. kithion's about 16 dollars. we didn't see much play for kithion but i think kithion has a lot of potential uh, I think not Kithion right has now since gone up. In, in this okay well yeah it's possible i think he went up to 25 last i checked uh oh yeah you're right you might have been right so these so. prices are maybe a little outdated most of those no everything you've listed so far has been uh, right uh but for whatever reason yeah, G, yeah okay uh kithian is at 25 right now i believe okay well kithian i don't think is very powerful in this current format but there's a lot of potential yeah. for an aggressive white deck to be running a kithian yeah. uh you know I think we'll see more of Kithion, um Absolutely. in some type of deck. It just doesn't really have a home right now. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, two other cards that people are speculating on, Days Undoing and Archangel of Ties. Uh, Days Undoing is a pretty interesting card, but the only deck we really saw playing was that Turbo Fog, Fog deck. Yeah. And we did see that. That was interesting today. Ross Miriam down to uh, two cards left in his deck, and... Um, I don't even remember. Was it James? Um, uh, what was his name? Well, anyways, yeah, guy running Turbo Fog uh, plays Days Undoing, shuffles the whole graveyard into back into Ross Miriam's deck. Uh, yeah, interesting. One of the un- <laughs> interesting cards. One of the unfortunate <laughs> things about that deck, he he needed to get his fog. Yeah, so yeah. something he had to do. I think he ended up losing that game, but Ross ended up losing the match. The match, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had to extend the hand. Uh, one of his only losses, but uh, definitely Green Road Devotions has no real way to deal with that type of deck. So very, that was just a very uh, interesting match to watch. It was, it's very strange. Turbo Fog is a very strange deck. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen anything like it before. <laughs> yeah, so Days so. I'm Doing, interested to see how that does. Uh, do you want to talk about what Days I'm Doing actually does? Um, uh, I will cover that, yeah. Let me let me pull that up. Okay, well, while you're doing that, yep. um, I'll talk about Archangel of Ties, another card that people are speculating on. I got... $14 right now. To be honest, in the current metagame, this card's going to drop. There's no question. Um, if you have Archangel Ties, it's probably fine to sell or hold. Um, and certainly don't buy Archangel Ties right now. Uh, wait for the Origins hype to go down. Um, that being said, once Archangel Ties goes under, say, um, it's a rare, you might see it touch like 6 bucks. Then it's a good time to buy, I think, because it's a card that could do really well post rotation, especially if things become more monocolored. But to be honest, this card's very hard to cast, and it and for a lot of people in the pre-release, it just wasn't 
performing as great as yeah, people thought. Yeah, at one and three white. I mean, yeah. that's... <laughs> yeah, so... But anyways, you have Days Undoing up? I do have Days Undoing up, Okay, let's up, talk yes. about what this card does. Uh, Days Undoing is two and a blue. It's a sorcery. Uh, each player shuffles his or her hand into... Whore? Which, who's whore? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, take two. Uh, each player shuffles his or her hand into their and graveyard <laughs> into his or her library, then draws seven cards. If uh, it's your turn, end the turn, which we did see actually prevents other abilities from triggering. It just completely Ends shuts the down the turn. Yeah. Yeah. So everything that's on the stack is taken off the exactly. stack. Exactly, yep. Everything that has an end stop ability just doesn't trigger uh, or triggers immediately. I don't remember if we saw... I haven't seen that. I'm not sure well, about that. We haven't seen an actual What we saw in the tournament, match. though, was that there were other abilities to be done on the stack, and they just end, they didn't trigger. That this, right. The turn ended. So there's a card uh, that did this in the past... And it didn't have the end turn ability. So what you were basically able to do was draw seven cards and play a bunch of cards. And so you're getting huge benefit over your opponent who's also drawing seven cards. Well, the fact that you're ending your turn right then prevents that from happening, making this card significantly weaker. So this is a very interesting card. I don't think it's worth $15. This is literally just a reset for his deck so he can get back into his fogs yeah. when he's burned all of his fogs out. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of decks want this. I, I don't think I, blue-white control wants I this. I think this is very, very specific. I yeah. don't think many control decks want this. No. I think Days Undoing is a perfect sell right now. And, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to remember these and write them down. And we'll go back to them, you know. We could definitely be wrong. Do you expect uh, to see any Turbo Fog at the local... Uh, magic shops. I mean, based on oh, the fact that I we're going to see it perform, it perform odd, decently. Yeah, uh, any oddball deck that does well in any type of open, I think you're going to start seeing pop up a little bit. Yeah, people love playing those oddball decks. There's yeah. no question. Usually, they're a little less of a, a buy-in uh, for people. Yeah. they're usually not expensive as <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. Say an Abzan or a yeah. Um, it's not it's control, not as yeah. expensive as your um, standard staples. So a lot of people you'll see some people playing that for yeah. sure. Uh, that is a really good point. Um. And I, I think that's it for Origins. Uh, maybe some of the speculative things I'm seeing. I think Tasker is a great buy. Uh, eight bucks, but like, let's be real. This card's seeing Legacy play. It's a fantastic card. Um, I think Tasker is a great buy. Um, what else? Um, I think basically anything that's a staple for Ozon Aggro, probably a sell. Uh, Cedrano is still a fantastic card, but mm-hmm. Fens of the Foremost. Yep. Um, Fleece Main Lion. I think those are cheap cards anyways, but I think yeah. those are going to drop. Um, Soren, It's a good hold. Windswept Teeth and Cedrano. Um, actually, more Windswept Teeth. I think we'll see a slight drop in this because... Um, what Can you talk... You want to talk about one of the more recent product releases? You know, the Clash Pack? The Clash Pack? Yeah, Clash Pack. Do you know what that is? The Clash Pack is... Mm-hmm. What just happened? No, I don't know. No, okay, no. so wait, wait. No, that's fine. So... I I believe so I believe Watsi or Wizards has decided to stop with the event decks. And now they're gonna have they're gonna run the clashbacks. So a clashback basically is two sixty card pre built decks that you can play against each other, but then they can be combined to one deck, one more competitive like kinda event deck style okay. deck. And it's so you have Armed and Dangerous for this one, and then they combine to be Armed and Dangerous together. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, they've 
now they've not announced because it's out now, but that they're bringing in Woodswept Heath, Windswept Heath, sorry, for as one of the cards that's going to be in the pack, uh, along okay. with Coco, Collected Company, mm-hmm. and an Altered Art Siege Rhino, and Honored Hierarch Altered Art. I think, yeah. I actually do recognize, I, I remember you telling me about this On the now. logo, I looked at that yesterday. I remember you telling me about that. At, uh, yeah. the IQ. I saw Honored Hierarch on the cover. Yeah. Altered art, pretty now, sick. Uh, what's your what's the price on this on this? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars retail. Oh, at least that's what our <laughs> LGS is at. Trust me, that price will go up. Yep. Um, the price will go up, but um, twenty. If you can buy it on this clashback on twenty dollars, that's an insane deal. You're getting windswept heath, which is at which is trading at thirteen dollars right now. Siege rhino. For, well, I mean, you're getting an altered art holog- uh, holographic. This isn't Pokemon. Pokemon yeah. This isn't Pokemon. <laughs> uh, I wish they were holographic. I'd be pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Foil. Foil. Yeah, you mean to okay. say foil? Foil. Yes. Foil, altered art, siege rhino. People are kind of speculating on the altered art. It's basically a siege rhino charging straight for you. Look like it's going to blast out of the card. Uh, it's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, and also collected company. So I think. You're gonna see collected companies price drop a little bit. Um, now that the hype. Collected over. company currently running in the teens, I think. Yeah, collected like company that. is. If I remember, I, I, remember I, I glanced somewhere. at that. Glanced at that card. Uh. Yeah, collected company is at fourteen bucks okay. right now, but I think we're gonna see a drop in that. So feel free to sell that card. <laughs> we're gonna see a drop in Thunderbreak Regent. Um, and we're all talking values. I mean, if you need the card for your deck, you need the card for your deck, but. Um, yeah, so those Windswept Heath Collective Company is probably going to see a drop just because it's going to be more in circulation. And when supply goes up, prices go down. So, um, everything else equal, of course. Um, yeah. I think other things we're going to see maybe drop. I think a Johnny is Mentor of Heroes could, could just, you know, it's a, it's a hold. Yeah. Uh, Brahma's probably a sell. $10. For bras. Yeah. I think I think uh that sounds good. It was a lot of people were playing in obs on aggro and I just think very vulnerable card in this current for current format, uh yeah. languish and everything. So Yep. Uh, yeah. Alright. Do you wanna move on to uh talk about our recent experiences at the tournaments that we've been attending? Um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that. So we were just at a IQ at Ice Imports, uh, the wonderful world of Ice Imports in East Windsor, Connecticut. Uh, so, uh, yep, we were at the Ice Q, uh, the Ice Q, the Ice, <laughs> the ice Cube. No, ice the, cube the, the IQ. There. You were man, sitting there, man. I can't talk uh, today. Um, the IQ, straight out of Compton, yeah. <laughs> the IQ uh, at Ice Imports on Saturday, uh, and um, not a huge turnout. Eleven, can I, can just eleven. On. Can I first say? You can. Congratulations on your top eight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Not to give away any spoilers or anything, yeah. but... Uh, thank you. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so we played in a our second ever IQ yep. on this past Saturday. Yep. Um, what were you playing? I was playing Blue Black Control for the first time ever. First time ever playing, playing Blue Black any Control. deck that is not a creature heavy, aggressive to mid range. Uh, you love playing creature decks, don't you? I do. Yeah. Can you tell me how many creatures are in Blue Black Control? Zero. <laughs> Zero creatures. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a turn. Yeah. What a one eighty. 
Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, and I, I, I warned all my opponents. I said, you probably have the easy win here because I don't know what the hell I'm doing with this deck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but, you, uh, but you somehow made it work. Um, yeah, it was what, fun. What did you like about the deck? Um, I, it's, it's very different to be on the, uh, the controlling side versus uh, the receiving side. Usually when I'm playing Green Red Dragons, I'm like, can I play this? Does this resolve? <laughs> and on the other hand, now people, to have people being like, oh, does this resolve? Is this okay? And I'm like, no, this doesn't resolve. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of nice to have the control of the board. Uh, it's, it's definitely different and, um, it's, it's a good time. I think one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite cards was Dig Through Time. I actually, in a, in a match, had a, a Dig Through Time into another Dig Through Time. Uh, <laughs> and that was a little ridiculous, but that, <laughs> but that was kind of fun, drawing 14 cards uh, and, um, you know, getting to put four into my hand uh, and just delving the hell out of my graveyard. So, um, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, fun deck. I mean, and I had, uh, you know, against a, um, what was the deck I was playing? A green, red, uh something or other i think it was dragons? a devotion or drag it might have been a green red uh dragons i think you're right green um, red dragons, yeah. and it was fun uh just being able to use ashiok's uh minus x ability to throw th- uh, thunder breaks and play yeah stuff. so like we'll talk cool. about some of the win conditions for that deck. yeah the win cons being ashiok and ugin i believe yeah yep um and then there's also i'm running uh one liliana in there to be able to the the plus ability is cool discard hand i got uh discard had a good hand one card from your hand. Okay. That's what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, wait. Yeah. No. Nope. You just invent the most broken card. Yeah. That's magic. that's fun. Yeah. That's <laughs> pay a, five mana. That's a hell of a plus one. Um, for no. a planeswalker, discard your hand. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, the minus two ability, I believe. It's a minus two. Um, it's I believe yeah. it's a tutor effect. It's a minus two. Yeah, and it is a tutor effect. Search your library for a card, then shuffle your library and put that card on top of it. This being an M fifteen uh, card, I think. It is a yes, an M fifteen card. And you're running Lily on a main board, correct? I am running yeah. main board, uh, along with three Ashiok and one Ugin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very similar to what we saw in the Pro Tour with Adrian Sullivan. Uh, super control heavy deck. Uh, you're pretty much just countering all you can. Yeah. Dealing with all their stuff. And I'm actually and running some Origins in there. I'm running uh, three Clash of Will. I'm running uh, three Languish. Yep. Uh, with an additional Languish in the sideboard. Um, and it's it's good. I like it. I like Clash of Wills. How did uh, how did language perform for you? Uh, language was good. I mean, especially with um, a couple of the matchups where I was playing dragons. Um, you know, yeah, storm- wiping, wiping two storm breaths or <laughs> storm breaths and the thunder, thunder regions. Break, and, yeah, it's so good against um, that type of deck. It really is. There were a good amount of people. Uh, what were the decks we saw that we, we saw? Okay, so green red devotion, green red dragons. We saw an interesting blue red. Um, it was like it was a, a homebrew. It was a pyromancer deck. Yeah, it was very. It was yeah. interesting. A lot of spells and a, a handful of prowess creatures. Um, we, there was a girl playing uh, mono goblet. red, mono red, and not goblins. And it wasn't Burn. goblins either, which is something I want yeah, to talk we, about. She was not running pile driver. Did not see any goblins. Did not see any. And no. I anticipated it, and I threw in three er- ration clerics and three Jaron and sorrow in my sideboard, yeah. anticipating more mono red and a ration cleric. For those of you who don't know. It's a two mana one three that gains you through life when it enters the battlefield. Now you might be thinking, well, this card's like barely even playable and limited. Well, I mean, honestly, that three life becomes super relevant in a mid range deck because it's just getting you slightly out of range. And then once mm-hmm. you start driving and see your dry nose, I mean, it's really hard for mono red to to or like god any type of fast goblins deck yeah. to get back from yep. that. They just don't have enough reach. And yeah, they might have access to roast, but you know, there's just so much that yeah. your deck can do. So Arash and Claire kind of buys you time. Absolutely. And then Drown and Sorrow, of course, just clears their board. 
Um, yeah. It doesn't touch your creatures Absolutely. because they're just much bigger. Yep. Um, um, Languish did not perform well against Pelucranos, as would be expected. I did. Yeah. I saw a good amount of people. Every green red was running Pelucranos as they should be. Um, Honestly, it, but Languish, it still did work on other. I, I played. Well, 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 I okay. So I played Obzon Megamorph. Um, I, I last week I was playing Obzon Aggro, and I decided to audible to Megamorph because I thought Languish was gonna. Uh, you know, an adverse effect on aggro because it hits a lot of more, a lot more creatures. It gets rid of fleece mains. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, makes raw shock a death dealer just worse. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you can pump it, but it's just not great. Um, so it just hits a lot of those cards. Um, so basically, I played a green red devotion deck, and I decided not to side out languish, and arm in after the first match, even though it just. It wasn't super powerful. I think timely, it's pretty good. But basically, this is a situation that happened. Um, he had a Whisperwood, which I had to deal with, and I had no spot removal in my hand at the time. And he had a bunch of mana dorks and um, a couple manifests, and I had to deal with it. So I, you know, I blew up his the board, mm-hmm. and I lost the courser, and he lost his board. But of course, he's able to sacrifice on. Um, you know, Whisperwood's effect. So yep. it wasn't even really a great play, but, you know, I had to deal with it. Um, it also doesn't hit Pelucranos, like you said. It doesn't hit Hydra. doesn't hit Rhino. Well, in most cases, um, doesn't hit Rhino, but Green Rhino And no, but in Abzan, I'm yeah. just listening. Which yeah. is good in my deck um, that it doesn't hit Rhino. Yeah. Um, but so there was a lot of concern over Languish, a lot of, uh, a lot of um, <clears throat> panic, right. if you will. But, uh, yeah, there are many ways around it. Um yeah, I'm, I'm interested so. what happens with Megamorph. Um, I might be audibling to more control next week. I don't know. Um, You're kind I, of caught somewhere in between right now. Yeah, right? I mean, I I I think I I think it's a great deck. I think I just have to pilot it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't care about board sweepers because you're playing with your graveyard anyways. You're running yep. four Denver protectors. You know, yep. you're poised to get basically anything back. Um, it's it's t- it's definitely a tricky deck to play. I'm running four. Death Miss Raptors as well. Two Elspeth. Elspeth came up pretty huge for me. But, um, you know, of course, people are playing a lot of stuff that hates on Elspeth, too, like the Hornets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I, I had a good experience as well. Um, but I did not top eight this time. I did the following week with Obzon Aggro. I did top eight. The previous uh, week, Actually, yeah. top four. Yeah. yeah, you did. <laughs> I you t- got top, I top four, four uh, in the previous. Uh, was... And I ended up losing to Blue-White Control... Which was a really sick blue white control deck by yeah. uh, this kid at our local LGS that ended up winning. Congrats to him, mm-hmm. Josh. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I think I like uh, Megamorph, but we'll see what's happening. Cause cause I saw I saw I think there was an Obzon control in the top eight of the open. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to take a look at that list. Yeah. And a lot of the matchups I saw I saw um, Obzon Aggro doing pretty well. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to talk about the pre-release. Okay. I chose uh, black for my color. Um, what did what color did you choose? I chose... Well, I, I wanted to choose white, but I decided to default to red. If I recall, white was uh, gone extraordinarily quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we kind of anticipated that too. We didn't yeah. pre-register. Cause Not a single person asses. took blue. No, nobody. Nobody took blue out. No, 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 no. Maybe one took there blue. There were like a two people maybe that took blue. But maybe two, blue yeah. Blue was the largest stack that was left over <laughs> yeah. on the table. Yeah. For sure. 
Uh, yeah, but no surprise there. There's not a ton of standalone great blue cards yeah. combined with other colors. Mm -hmm. It could be good. The yeah. blue-red uh, Thopter deck is pretty freaking good. Yeah, uh, yeah but of course. We... I went red. Uh, so, basically... Alright, let's... Well, let's talk about what you opened. You got so lucky. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was happy, uh, value-wise. I pulled a, uh, a Jace, and I also pulled a Kithion, um, so that was interesting, because I had chosen black, and, uh, so talk about luck out of, two, yeah. out of six random booster packs. Uh, he gets two Planeswalkers. That's um, freaking fantastic. As for my pool overall, um, I was a little disappointed. I, each of my colors was a little shallow, so I really... I couldn't really get um, a really solid two color deck. Um, I did the best I could because I didn't want to. I didn't want to run three colors. Um, I ended up going black white, uh, and uh, wasn't really happy with it. Um, but did, as how far does as Kithion perform in a limited format, Kithion was solid. Um, it was solid. I, um, I mean, it's a two one body for one, so you know. Yeah. So if you get him out early, that's okay. Pretty yeah. Good. And you know, I did actually. I was able to get him. Uh, either in my opening hand or pretty early on uh, in most of my matchups, uh, which is which is sweet. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, his ability is not that hard to activate um, even later in the game because uh, if you have extra mana lying around, you can use his uh, his three mana ability to make him indestructible. So you can safely swing with him and not lose him. Um, obviously, uh, when you flip him, uh, he's pretty solid. I mean, his zero ability. Uh, makes him a 4-4, indestructible until end of turn, um, and prevent all damage that would be dealt to him. So, I mean, that's solid, and that actually ended up winning me uh, one of the only matches that I won with this deck. Um, <laughs> I flipped them, and it was just good. Well. No, well, I didn't do great at all. Um, um, but, but, yeah, I, I didn't. I thought he performed uh, pretty well. I mean, I, I wouldn't be upset to take him in any of my limited uh, decks that I'm constructing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And and I think you're in limited format, you're running more creatures anyway, so his ability to flip him is basically you attack with him and two other creatures. Oh, exactly. And he I mean, flips at the end of combat. And when you're running, you know, Knight of the Pilgrim's Road, when you're running, um, what are all those other low-cost whites? I had Blood Curse Knight in there. I was running, um, I don't know, a bunch of other low-cost white creatures. Um, So, you know, I was able to get him in there, you know, Stalwart Aven, um, Sentinel, Sentinel's a later card, but I want to talk about that because that card's actually pretty sweet. Um, so I was able to flip them, uh, you know, pretty regularly. Um, but yeah, overall, wasn't too impressed with my pool. Uh, it's just I didn't really grab any of the solid commons or uncommons in the set that I was hoping to pull into. Um, Let so. me ask you this: What did you think of Renown? Uh, it's aggressive. <laughs> it's aggressive. I feel like it's an aggressive set. Uh, but yeah. most creatures that have Renown in this set. It seems as if they're costed as if... So, like, for example, if you have a 3-mana mm -hmm. 2-2, two, two, and it, ha it probably has Renown 1, so making it a 3-mana three 3-3, three, three, yeah, you have to do some work to get in there, but it's aggressively cro uh, costed. In a lot of cases, you're getting a 3-mana three 3-3, three, three, um, especially if it's that one... I forgot the name of it. There was one with the first strike. Mm -hmm. um, it was a 2-mana two, 2-2... Two two, two. With Renown 1 and First Strike. That was a red card? Yes. Yeah. I did was... not have it in my pool, but that card is filthy. It gave me so much trouble. That was a very solid card, yeah. And that um, that 
lost me uh <laughs> yeah lost me some games um yeah that was hard to deal with um yeah. very solid card um all right well hold on let, let me talk about my poll a bit yeah please so i decided to pick red um it was pretty clear right away that with my seated red pack there was no way i wasn't going red i, I think it was really hard to not go with the color you choose because you're just getting an additional seven cards an additional rare uh in your color um so my promo rare that i got was ember ma or yeah ember ma hellion um three red red uh it's a four five trampler mm-hmm. um and it's basically its ability sets forth that uh if another red source you control would deal damage to a permanent or a player it deals that much damage plus one to that permanent or player instead mm-hmm. this thing <clears throat> affects the game in a big way um i just unfortunately was never able to turn it on um by that time a lot of people just had removal for it um, but you know, it was a great card for my deck. Um, another yep. card that was great was, uh, Gropper, Gearcrafter, Grafa, Gra- Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So this is a three mana two one. It's basically Sandstep, uh, Outcast, um, that doesn't allow you to use its bad ability, which is making it a three two. It's a two yeah. one that also gives you a one one Thopter. That's so good. And especially if you're playing that blue red, uh, flop Thopter deck, if you were lucky enough to play, a. Uh, Thopter Spy Network, which is a fantastic card and which I limited. did see some of in it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was good. <laughs> it was good. So not, not for me, but <laughs> yeah. I also had a mainboard Chance of Fury, Fury. Probably not the greatest card to mainboard. I don't think I do that again. Um, also, a card that I didn't really think was that great was Enthralling Victor. Mm-hmm. Uh, four mana for a three two just as a vanilla isn't great. It okay. affects allows you to active treason a, a creature with power two or less. The thing with that is, you know what are you doing? You're shoving their in creature in and basically dealing what maybe two damage to them. Yeah. And then what what from there? Nothing. And then they're not gonna block it. They're just gonna get it back at the end of the turn. So it's a four, basically a four mana three two that deals two damage to the player mm-hmm. when it enters the battlefield. Is how basically how I see it. Yeah. And it just didn't perform great for me. Doesn't trade up very well. It's four mana three two. Uh, if I had first strike, maybe a better card, but unfortunately it doesn't. Yeah. Um. And I was kind of between, on top of red, I was kind of between either black or white. I I decided to go black. The reason being is I pulled two decent limited bombs from my black set. Neither of them value cards. I didn't pull any value in my set whatsoever. Um, but I did pull a Cathofed Soul Hoarder. Um, this is a 6-mana six 6-6 six, six demon creature um, with flying. And whenever a permanent owned by another player is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you draw a card and you lose one life. Okay. That's a... Fantastic yeah. effect. Yeah. Uh, it's also just a six mana six six flyer, so that's just so limited playable. Anyways, I also got Guilt Leaf Winnower as my other bomb black rare that kind of forced me into black. Basically, it's a three uh, three black black for a menace for a uh, creature with four three menace. So a menace is ability another new ability that this creature can't be blocked except by two or more creatures. It's a, it's another evasive ability instead of intimidate. They kind of got rid of... I think they announced... What is it announced? That they're not going to do Intimidate anymore. It's just mm. so situational. Against certain decks, it's terrible. Against yeah. other decks, it's just insane. Because... Yeah. And yeah. this is being... Um, what was that card? That 3-1 Intimidate. Uh, 
some zombie card. It was a three one intimidate. When it came into the battlefield, you got to take a green white, green or white card. Okay. In the hand. Yep. 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 Um. Anyways, when guilt leaf whenever enters the battlefield, uh, you may destroy target non elf creature whose power and toughness aren't equal. I made the mistake of trying to target a guilt leaf whenever with my guilt leaf whenever. That does not work. It's non elf. <laughs> so yeah, I had yeah. to read that a few times. But anyways, so it's basically a non symmetrical creature pops them. Super, super relevant. Oh, there's always going to be something you can pop with it, I feel yeah. like. Um, and then another card that I thought performed really well for me. Um, Everett or Carol Peep was pretty good early on, um, especially if you were hurt on lands or something like that. Basically, it's a one. And this is a card that might even see standard play at some point. It's one in a red for a prowess 2-1 creature. When Abbot of Carol Keep enters the battlefield, exile the top card of your library. Until end of turn, you may play that card. Uh, I found that ability super helpful. A lot of times I was drawing a card, playing the card, and and it's a 2-1 prowess, so uh, it, it pumps itself. It's really good. Absolutely. Seismic yeah. Elemental, another great card. Uh, three red-red. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, creatures without flying can't block this turn. Uh, so you just get in there um, before combat when you yep. play on phase one. And one more card I want to discuss is Fiery Impulse. This is a fantastic limited card one red fire impulse does two damage to target creature spell mastery which is an ability that basically says that if you have two or more instant or sorcery cards in your graveyard this ability is active and it deals three damage instead one mana deal three damage to a creature is insane if you can get there yeah. uh, even just to deal two damage it's such a good card whiplash was huge and during its time and i think fire impulse is a similar absolutely i agree thing yeah it's not twin bolt you can't split the damage but it's still so good um yeah. yep yeah absolutely um and I, I mean like i said i don't i didn't have a great pool uh, a couple cards in my deck though that did perform well um i blight massacre uh two and two black um to give all non-elf creatures minus two minus two to end a turn uh that card did work for me <laughs> yeah it really did um uh also um definitely on the card. on the creature front knight of the pilgrim's road uh two and a white for a three two with renown one uh that's just a solid card yeah renown um, was really good i feel like very very solid card i mean three two body for three is not terrible anyways it's not great but three two but body for three is just fine. it's not bad yeah. yeah like but to throw renown on top of it i mean that's that's yeah, that's nice. Fine. And, and yeah. also, Stalwart Aven, uh, two and a white for a 1-3 flying, uh, but it has Renown 1, and, and I never had a chance. Uh, it's a flying creature. Yeah. It's evasive. It's going to get Renown. And it's a 2-4. Yeah, I never Any once swung with it and did not get it. with Renown is 100% yeah. playable. There, was, there wasn't a single game where I was not able to get that to a 2-4. I yeah. mean, it was... Absolutely. So, a 2-4 yeah. flyer for... Three mana? Yeah. Yep. So good. So good. The other card I wanted to touch on that I really liked, good removal card, really, really good removal card, um, is... Unholy Hunger? Celestial Flare. Okay. Uh, two white mana for an instant. Uh, target player sacrifices an attacking or blocking creature. Uh, there are situations when this was really, really good for me, where I could trade a couple of creatures, and then at the end of combat, uh, throw this in there to make them sacrifice their last, uh, you know, their last bruiser yeah, or whatever. Uh, that worked well for me, especially against the um, the green. What is the green? I think it's a Hydra. It's like a 1-1. One, one. But every time you uh, anybody casts a spell or an opponent it casts a spell, it gets a plus one, plus one, plus one, 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 one yeah. Anybody. No, it's not yeah, an it's, opponent. Yeah, it's anybody, Any yeah. 
But he casts a spell like it's a plus one. Plus I was one able counter. to trick my opponent out of that, so that was kind of a good That's feeling. That's a card of. that needs to be dealt with right away, <laughs> yeah. too. It has tramples. So it worked for that yeah. because he felt pretty safe to swing with that. I blocked uh, two of his other, like, he had, I think he had a couple bears in play. I blocked those with some of mine, and then at the end of combat, I was able to make him sacrifice the Hydra, which was the only remaining creature on the board. So that was kind of a, um, a little tricky way to, to yeah. handle that. Um, so so not a bad, not a bad, great. especially for two. I mean, it, it works it works for you when you need it to. The best removal, I think, in the format was Unholy Hunger. That was, you know, a five mana destroy a target creature. I don't know if you had one in your deck. But, uh... I don't. I have Cruel Revival for five, uh... Which is destroy a non-zombie creature. Um, yeah, that's a good removal. Fine is, removal. Yeah, I yep. mean, this is kind of what we're dealing with right now in terms of removal. Yep. Um, at the uncommon and common slots, you know, yeah. you're not to be paying five mana to deal with the creature, but absolutely, it's the way it is in the format right now. Um, do you want to talk about? So, what do you think? Here, let's do this. Okay. What do you think? The, the limited, format's gonna be. What do I think the limited formats going to in be? Origins? Like so, what like what do you what do you think is going to be like the strategy? Like I feel like Renown. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think Renown mm-hmm. is is going to be great and yep. um in limited. Renown is very good at because because it it rewards you for being aggressive. Uh, if you get in there early and you and you are aggressive and you attack, uh, it rewards you. So yeah, uh, I like that. It is aggressive. I saw. Multiple red white decks doing some serious work um, between um, Mom Pa Karen between that two two oh, uh, yeah, with the Mon first pa, strike so and renown that was a solid card yeah. that card I want to talk about that for a second which that card? card is uh, card? the two two with renown and first strike it's so good that card two mana two two it just screws up combat I couldn't do anything I yeah. couldn't do anything against it um it's a very solid card as well as uh, what is it Hixus. The 4-4 four, four for 4 mana, I believe, and when it comes into play, you get to grab a creature from opponent and exile it until Hyxus leads play. I think oh, that's yeah, the card, that, yeah. That's, it's a well-suited card. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, a 4-4 four, for four, 4 that has that kind of an effect. I mean, it's yeah. an Oblivion ring for 4 yeah. that also gives you a 4-4. And, four, it, four. and it gives you a body, and it's, yeah. it's not it might not be standard playable, but it's sir, sure if is. If you see it in limited and you already are in a You're going to pick that card first, yeah. no question. Let me let's do something right now. I have okay. these packs right here that you won yesterday okay. for top eighting <laughs> origins. Okay. Um, we're gonna do a pack one, pick one, with this list. So I'm gonna go through the cards that are in this pack. Oh, wonderful. Okay. And we're gonna decide together what we should be picking from this pack. Uh, okay. Okay. So we have a Chandra Fury. Yep. As number one, that's four in a red. Chandra Fury deals four damage to target player and one to each creature they control. Okay. I'm gonna give that to you. Yep. Okay. Sounds um, good. That is a sideboard card in most cases. It can do work in some cases, but yeah. but sideboard. it's to a player. Uh, you right. know, I agree with that. And I, and in a lot of creatures have more toughness than just one. So exactly. Yeah. If that if you know if I'm in a position maybe where I need to be a little more aggressive against my opponent or uh, opponent or something, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I'll throw that. Yeah. But I agree. That's a side. That's a good side. Okay. Yeah. Even battle priest. Five and a white. Flying. When even battle piece enters the battlefield, you gain three life. It's a three three fire for six mana. Yikes. This is kind of what we saw with the dragons and dragons of Tarkir, those uncommon yeah. dragons. Yep. Honestly, six mana for a three three fire, it's just too late it at that point. It gains you three life, it's not that you need yeah. a six six flyer at that point. Like the uh 
the demon thing I had. Yeah. Y- Turn you, six, uh, I'm not... The three life is... It's in, irrelevant. In 99% of cases, yeah. that's not doing anything for right. you. Right. Um, and, and, like, honestly, three, man, three, three, six, you know, mana flyer. I mean, if you need to fill out your curve, maybe... I just don't think it's what you want to be doing for six mana. I agree. But, uh, all right, so on to the next card. Yep. Um, we have Eyeblight Assassin. Mm-hmm. This card performed super well, in my opinion, in the pre-release. This is a two and a black when mm-hmm. uh, Eyeblight Assassin enters the battlefield. Target creature and opponent controls gets minus one, minus one, until end of turn, and then it's a two-two body. This card is going to hit things a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, your opponent's going to have, like, a two-one or something like that. It's yep. going to hit it, and you're going to have a 2-2 body on the play. Mm-hmm. This is certainly a card that we can consider, um, you know, maybe not a first pick, but it's certainly a card that's really good that we're going to have to consider. I like this, yeah. There's combat tricks you can do with this as well. Uh, you know, if you swing and play in your second main, uh, yeah, you, you it, can... Um, well, damage is still assigned. Give them minus one, minus exactly, one. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that is just another uh, possibility for this card. Yeah, I like this card. Um, yeah. This like is this actually pretty, looking like a pretty good pack. This is a... I got an enchantment here. It's a Grasp of Heromancer. One in a white. I think this is one of the more playable uh, enchantments. Cheated creature gets plus one, plus one, and has whenever this creature attacks, tap target creature defending player controls. Mm-hmm. This can really screw up combat and, you know, just getting plus one, plus one, and you're only paying two mana. So even if you get two for one, it's really not the end of the day. Um, yeah, I don't I don't. I'm never a huge fan of enchantments. But this is certainly an enchantment that is playable, yeah. I think, in some cases. Yeah, this can run you a two-for-one, but, I mean, if yeah. this stays in play, tapping down a creature every time you attack, I mean, that's... that's Let's be uh, honest, though, we're never first picking this card. No, no, um, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, we are, here we have Screeching Scob as the next card. It's, it's one in a blue for a 2-1. Uh, when Screeching Scob enters the battlefield, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Okay, that effect is irrelevant in most cases. Mm-hmm. I can't not see many cases where that's... Relevant. Yeah, it's uh, a two one for two because you can't build around that synergy really in, in a draft line. It's really tough, yeah. especially with what's in Origins. But it's, it's a bear. Yeah, if it's I'm already in blue and, and I you need a curve. I have nothing else, and I need another creature or something. I'll I'll take this, sure. but I, there's no way that I'm taking this early on. <laughs> no, definitely not. Oh, uh, this card is a possible first pick. Uh, maybe not pack one, but in another pack, Elvish Visionary. We saw this card okay. in all uh, earlier formats. I like that card. Um, it's a one and a green, uh, elf shaman one one. When elvish visionary enters the battlefield, draw a card. Now this is a card that's like a is a staple in the uh, elf deck yeah. in modern. Um, the reason being is you're getting a one one body, and, and just being able to draw a card for two mana is so valuable. Mm-hmm. And it also has the elf synergy, and there's a lot of elf synergies in Origins, so Absolutely. it's a fantastic card. I mean, yeah, usually I would advise against a one-one vanilla, but oh no, but, um, uh, but this so draw card different. is yeah. very, uh, relevant. very relevant. Text. And the fact that it's a, a elf, you know, if you have that one that gives plus one plus one elves, I mean, you have a two-two body now, and that's yeah. huge. You draw a card for off of a guy that's two mana. I mean, yeah. it's insane. This, yeah, this is a card that I'll that I'll be happy to take. Uh, yeah. Not to mention I love drawing cards. I mean, that's that's just a... Maybe not pack one, pick one, but certainly yep. a card yep. to consider picking early. Um, yeah. Once I'm already established in, the, in green, uh, yeah. I will... I'll take that card. All right, let's go to the next one. It's one in a green for uh, two one called Leaf Gilder. Okay. Uh, it's basically an elvish mystic. Um, at, you add green to your mana pool. Um... And but it's a two one for two mana, so it's okay. not Elvish Mystic, not quite great, but it is. It's not the best 
one drop in the format like uh, Elvish Mystic is. But it's a really good card in a limited format. It's going to yeah. help you ramp to something more. So I think that's yeah. certainly a playable card. Not pack one, pick one, nope. but great. It's a uh, great yeah, card. Two mana for a two one is certainly uh, playable. It's and it's vanilla test at times yeah. reluctantly playable, but it, you you can play it and it's it's okay. You don't uh, want too many of them, but for for its ability, you you want this card almost every yeah. time. Yep, absolutely. Um, to ramp if you're in green at least. Yeah. Um, next card. Wow, this pack is really great. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Um, so this next card, Topin Freeblade, is super playable. It's awesome. It's one in a white vigilance creature, two two body, and it has renowned. In a lot of cases, this creature needs to be dealt with. It's it's a two mana three three with vigilance. Mm-hmm. That's like just so good. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a card. Maybe not pack one, pick one. Yep. But it's certainly a card you want to consider um, picking. Uh, maybe semi early. It's it's a great common card. Um, okay. Yeah. Next like card. This card a lot. <laughs> um, Ring Warden Owl. Three blue blue, flying prowess. This is a 3-3 body. What do you think? 3 blue blue for a 3-3? That's pretty good. Uh, bet, a lot better cost than that 6-mana guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, in addition, it has prowess. Yeah. I mean, you want flyers in your deck. I think 5-mana for a 3-3 is fine. Yep, this helps you with the curve, too. I mean, yeah. um, in, this... in a lot of cases, it can become a 4-4. Four four. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, this is definitely playable. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, Next card is... Uh, Bogart Brute, it's a 2 and a red for a 3-2 with Menace. Okay. Uh, basically an evasive effect. Yeah. Uh, a 3-2 with uh, evasion is pretty good. Uh, super yeah, playable card. this is card. a solid card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 3 mana for a 3-2 passes. Um, and also Menace, I mean, that helps you in the early game um, uh, because it can't be blocked. Uh, so, yeah, I like that this is a solid card. Yeah, absolutely. Alright, so our next card is a 1-mana 1-1. No, guys, we're getting into our uncommons now. Okay. Um, this is a 1-mana 1-1. Okay, so on vanilla, do we pick this card? 1-mana 1-1? No, 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 no. no, no so 1-1 no, no. away for 1-1? We don't want this. However, hold the phone. This card has I the ability... Yep, hold the phone. Uh, we have a tap effect that... Um, Target attacking creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. This card is way better than you think it is. It is so good. Okay. This will screw up your opponent. They cannot block when this card is out. Yeah. They're, they're going to be in fear of trading up all the time. So, yeah. you know, you're swinging with your creatures, leaving this creature up as if, you know, you're going to give them plus one, plus yeah. one. It just screws up combat. It's so good. You know, you can swing in with your two other creatures, and, you know, they can't block either one because they don't, you know, you could assign the plus one, plus one to either of them and just screw yeah. up combat. So, yep. really good. Um, this, wow, just keeps getting better. Swift Reckoning, one in a white, for destroy target tapped creature. It also has spell mastery. If there are two or more sorcery or instant cards in your graveyard, you may cast Swift Reckoning as though it had flash. So this is a sorcery, so not super great. But if you can cast this as an instant, it's a direct damage celestial fair kind of you know, a tapped creature. It that's a fantastic removal. Mm -hmm. Um really good. Um, okay, our next card is a blue uh, card. It's Turn to Frog. One in a blue for until end of turn, target creature loses all abilities and becomes a blue frog with base power and toughness 1-1. One, one. It's only until end of turn. Not super great. I don't think we want to be picking this card early. Um, you know, Swift Reckoning is just so much better. No, I yeah. mean, yeah, this is... Um 
I guess if you're kind of lacking on removal and you're in a blue yeah. archetype and you need something. Is it an instant? It is an instant, at least. It's an instant. It's two mana for an instant. Okay, so what you can do is, like, you can swing in with your 2-2. Two, two, and, and when they block, they, you they can block with their 6-6. Six, six, yep. You can you can do a little combat thing there. So it seems pretty good. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that also requires that, you know, and, and they can respond in a certain way that kind of screws up your plan and you get 2 for 1. But, um... It can with, work for you, but yeah. it's not phenomenal. Yeah, I'd rather have Swift Reckoning, I think. Yeah. Um, now, for our rare. And I think this just might be the card we pick, but it's Manor Gorger Hydra. So this is the Ooh. Hydra we were talking about for two and a green. Yep. It's got Trample. It's a 1-1 one, one body. However, whenever a player casts a spell, so either you or your opponent mm-hmm. casts a spell, it's going to get a plus one, plus one counter. So this thing gets really big fast. Yeah. Let's be honest, in the next couple of turns, this thing's probably going to be a 3-3 three, three and, and, and plus and if it's not dealt with it just gets out of control this really really makes the opponent uncomfortable when this comes into play Absolutely. Uh, i mean you you can't play creatures everything you do to try to gain tempo keeps your opponent a step ahead of you yeah uh i like this card a lot and i saw this card do work against me so this might be what i choose out of this pack i think so too i'm gonna have um, to agree with you on that one I think it's great. Uh, what what are some? Let's go through. Like, what are, what do you think the, the second pick would be? Uh, I might go either with the Swift Reckoning or maybe the Topin Freeblade. Uh, two mana for a two two with Vigilance. Yeah, and it's just one. so good. Topin Freeblade is a, a common you're going to see a lot. It, it's a, ver- a very good reason to go into white. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a definitely a consideration for a first pick. Yeah. Swift Reckoning is a fantastic removal card. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a sorcery, but. It's a two-mana sorcery yeah. that destroys target creature. I mean, it's a pretty good removal card if, yeah. if you're looking to go white. Yeah. What else? Um, well, uh, if I'm looking at... Let's see. What do we have here? We got Bogger Brew, Eyeblade Assassin. Those are... Yeah, those, those are, are both playable uh, creatures. Yeah. Um, I think those are the top five picks for sure. Um, this was a d- really good pack in general. Yeah. You know, obviously the Elder's Visionary is really good. I don't think it's pack one, pick one. But it's nope. it's really good. Nope. I think I think the Managora Hydra is the hands down pick one in this uh, in this yeah. thing. Yep, I agree. Not that it's the closest, but Managora Hydra definitely puts a lot of pressure on your opponent, and I think that's just a pick one. Yeah, I but, agree. Uh, Absolutely. I'm really super excited to start drafting Origins. I haven't had been able had a chance to uh, draft it I yet. I have not either. Um, but we look terrible. forward to it, and hopefully. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully with our podcast, we start doing some streaming, and we'd love to, you know, do some uh, margins drafts. Yep. We do have a Twitch account set up, uh, Cardboard Intellect, um, and we are going to start doing some Magic Online uh, drafts, sealed, um, even some standard. Um, we do have uh, enough cards to get in there and do some standard competitively. Yep. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, and, uh Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Really yeah. excited. I'm pumped. So uh, what's next? That I think that was everything we wanted to cover. Like um, what are we at right now? We are at a little over an hour. Um, All right. You want to go to our last thing? Our last time. Yeah. All right. So we're going to end uh, every one of our shows with MTG 20 Questions. This is Ooh, a game where yes. we have... Uh, 20 questions to guess uh, what card the other person is uh, thinking of. Uh, so See, these are these are questions I ask, and you can only give yes or no answers to, correct? Yes, yep, now, and you have 20 guesses. In order to narrow down the field a little bit, all right, so I'll be the victim this week, I think. Um, <laughs> we'll have Josh pick the card. Okay. Um, so let's, let's say it has to be a card 
from standard in okay. the stand- current standard metagame um, to kind of narrow down the field a little bit. Yep. Um, and then we'll start going with it. So you keep track of the 20 questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically going to be a guess who. And if I can get it within 20 questions, then, you know, I get a tally next to my name. I don't know. Okay. Something happens. But, <laughs> uh, all right. So let me know. When, do you have a Do you have a card in mind? Uh, I do have a card in mind. Um, okay. So can I start guessing? Give me one moment. <laughs> okay. All right. No problem. No problem. He is just going to bring up this card. Um, <laughs> I want to make sure I don't stare you wrong. Uh, yeah, that would not be fair. That would destroy this game. Um, I think we know a lot of the cards in the format pretty well, but yeah. it should be pretty interesting. Yep, absolutely. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let me know when you're ready, sir. Okay, I am ready. You are ready. Okay, first question. Is this card a creature? It is a creature. It is a yes. creature. So, yes. All right. Okay, it is a creature. I need to keep track of your questions here, too. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. let me know if I ask something twice. Yep. All right, so creature. Yep. Yes. Jeez. Uh, uh, is this creature cost... Does this creature cost less than five mana? Yes. Yes. Shit, that was a very general question. <laughs> that's not uh, that. No, that's okay. Good. All right, all right, all right. Fair enough. Is this a green creature? Mono green creature. No. Is this a multicolored creature? Yes. Okay, multicolored creature that costs less than five mana. Ah, shit. Does this creature have an enter the battlefield effect? No. Okay. Does this creature have an activated ability? No. Fuck. What about, how many? How many? A bunch of questions. That was six. Six? <sighs> so it's a creature with less than five mana. It's a multicolored creature. No activated ability. Is the creature's power less than four? No. Is the creature's power four? Yes. Alright, alright, okay, okay. So we have a 4-4 multicolored creature without an Enter the Battlefield effect. Costs less than five mana. Is this a legendary creature? Yes. Ooh! Ooh, what are we, how many How many are you at? You're at nine. I'm at nine? You're doing pretty good. Okay, I think I... You have a lot of information I'm about this I'm feeling card. pretty good about this. And if this next question, I get this right, I think I'm just going to go ahead and guess it. Now, I will... I'm going to step the game up. If you guess wrong, you lose. Okay. That seems fair. That, that, that keeps fair. us from just Isn't, listing like off Jeopardy cards. Shit, yeah. Right? Not, not Jeopardy. Uh, well, it keeps us from listing off 10 know. cards. It's more interesting. Okay. I'm going to guess... Or, uh, no, no, I'm not going to guess. I'm just kidding. I'm going to ask one more question. Okay. Is the converted mana cost for this card 3? Yes. Yes. Okay, I think I've narrowed it down enough. I know it's a four-power creature. Right. It doesn't have an enter-the-battlefield effect. Yep. It's a multicolored creature. It's a yep. legendary creature. Yep. Is it an offense of the foremost? Yeah. Yes! I Woo! guessed it in ten. All right. All right. Um, Damn. This is a card that's uh, close to my heart in some ways. Uh, I played you this in Abzan player. Yep. I am an Abzan player. 
uh, right now. So, wow, that went great. Um, next week, you're going to be up on plate for that one. <laughs> I look uh, forward to it. Yeah, so that was that was actually really All fun. right, and you won in 10, so one that's, in 10. Uh, we're so going to keep next track week, of that. You are going to try to beat 10. Um, we're very interested to see how that works. Um, all right, so I think that's it for our first episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I know we sure did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to be looking to, right now we have a YouTube, uh, yep. do, do we have like, what's our link? It's just Carver Interlec on YouTube. Yeah, Carver Interlec on, on YouTube, um, and also on Twitch. Yep. Um, we will put the URLs in our podcast, uh, notes section and in our info section for the episode. Yep. Uh, so you can find those, uh, and we should be starting that hopefully within the next week or so, uh, we'll be posting up our, our live streams as well as, um, uh, some, uh, and we'll be using Twitter to inform people when we're live streaming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep, we have a Twitter. So, I'll put all that information in. Yeah. Um, so, so definitely follow us at cardboard intellect at CB intellect. I believe it's CB at, intellect at CB intellect. Yep. Um, and so you know thanks everyone for listening to our first episode um yeah that's it all uh, right we're out all righty <laughs> all right have a good one everybody see you